you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Gumbo Show, where we preach the good news of gumbo, Louisiana's most famous culinary export. In Southeast Louisiana this week, I'm Feynman Roberts, and I'm joined by my expat co-hosts, Brent Barksdale in Texas and Dave Huguenel from Northern Virginia. What's happening, fellas? What's going on? Good morning, sir. So is what is this morning? episode? Is this our, our intro to tell yeah. people why we're doing this? Yeah, I think it's. I think maybe on this first episode, that would be a great thing to discuss. Why a show? I mean, everybody's heard of Gumbo. Why do we need a podcast? And how did this podcast come to be? So well, how I don't did think this there's podcast a, come to be? I think this may be the one podcast about just gumbo. I've seen podcasts where they, you know, they call it the gumbo show or the gumbo this or the gumbo that. And it's, you know, it's about music or it's about, a, you know, a, a dish, a whole culmination of things, which is a gumbo. But this is about the gumbo. What gumbo? This is actually about just gumbo, the dish, yeah. the food. <laughs> um, the thing in a bowl. So it's very niche and I like it. No, but I think this started, it all started when, um, you know, one day, I don't know why I just started texting you pictures of gumbo whenever I'd eat it. I don't know why this, how did this start fame? And like, why did I start doing that? I, I think I honestly, I believe it was after you and I met for lunch one day in Covington Yeah, and we sat down at this restaurant and I ordered a po' boy or whatever, but you ordered as an appetizer two cups of their gumbo. They had a chicken and sausage and a seafood gumbo and you ordered two cups and then you tried each one right. and decided which one you were going to order for your meal. Right. And I think that's when I discovered the depth of your addiction to gumbo. I mean, it's perfection. I love gumbo. It is. Now, it's, okay. And I guess that was the beginning of me texting you pictures of gumbo and then you would make gumbo and send me pictures of your roux, your process. And then also, so Dave, is from Metairie. I'm from Baton Rouge. Fame and you're from Baton Rouge. Right. And I also would talk about food with Dave. Like I would always ask him like, Hey, I'm in this part of Metairie and I'm in this part of Louisiana. Where should I go? And he would always give me a good recommendation. So he also started to get pictures from me of my gumbo and we would do the same. And this is kind of how this started. Like any great show, it grew out of text conversations between <laughs> buddies yeah. Who are just sharing, you know, pictures or whatever. I mean, almost every great show grew out of like a conversation. And yeah, do you remember, Dave, at. how this started for you and me? Yeah. I mean, what I liked the most about it too, when Brent started like sending me pictures is a lot of times it would just be out of context. Like maybe we didn't talk for a few weeks or, you know, we're busy with life and all that. And then all of a sudden I just have a picture of gumbo with no comment on it, like in my, in my feed. And then it would just make me hungry for gumbo. It was no comment best. needed. Oh, right. Right. It's well, beautiful. I tell you what, Brent, certainly I have eaten a lot more gumbo since you and I started right. exchanging pics of it now. But yeah, you I've have no a excuse. Lot of gumbo in the last you, week. you live in you live in the Mecca. I am in I'm in the gumbo of gumbos. Yeah, there is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so, uh, well, Brent, you said you grew up in Baton Rouge. Uh, yeah. I, Brent, you and I, I mean, uh, listeners should probably know we went to high school together low those many years ago go cubs in, in baton rouge dave you grew up in metairie and can you just tell us a little bit about how your 
love of gumbo came about? Yeah, so I, I, it's probably a little inaccurate to say I grew up in Metairie. I, like, that was kind of home base for me. Like, that's where I was born, like where I was raised for a little bit. But my family also moved around a lot. We moved to Texas. We moved overseas for a few years. But Metairie was, like, always, like, home base. Um, and, and so whenever we went back to, to Metairie to visit fan, friends and family and all that sort of stuff. It was like my entire family just had to gorge on as much Cajun food as possible because we knew our time was limited before we had to go back to wherever we were. And and I think that 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 binging of Cajun food kind of stuck with me into adulthood as I started to move around for my, for my own career. Uh, and as I was, you know, traveling more and more, I realized just how much gumbo specifically as a dish just reminded me of home you know when i started cooking it in my own kitchen those smells that would come up it would just remind me of being in my grandma's kitchen or being in my in my uncle's backyard uh and and all of those all that nostalgic feeling is just wrapped up into what is just a good tasting dish as well so it's a win-win it's a it's a great tasting dish uh right now that's interesting because as i think i shared with you guys once before i don't uh, we didn't grow up eating a lot of gumbo in our house. We had it occasionally, maybe every now and then, but it was not something that we ate a lot of. And so it wasn't until really I was I moved out of the state for uh, various uh, educational pursuits that uh, that I began to realize how much I I enjoyed gumbo and I enjoyed that flavor of home and and something that really connected me to my home state. Uh, that's difficult to get in other places like you like it and. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, kind of like you, I, uh, Ugumbo was something that brought me back to, to where I'm from. Now you guys, uh, you guys are both outside the state. Now you live outside Louisiana. So does that make your love of gumbo greater or less? What about you, Dave? It's got to be greater. I mean, it's, it's, again, it goes back to like, it reminds me of home and all that sort of stuff, but it's just, uh, it's also something, especially as, so I've gotten a couple of kids and that sort of stuff. My, you know, my, my kids weren't born in Louisiana. So it's one way that I can kind of show them where I'm from. Uh, and, and I can, and I can do it with a really good tasting meal. Like it's not just altruistic. I love eating this stuff. So yeah. I have an excuse to eat as much as I, as much as I can. <laughs> That's a good segue of why or where my love for gumbo started. So, uh, I moved after college, I moved to California and the person I was working with, I was trying to, I was like, Hey, gumbo, Cajun food. It's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. In fact, hold on. I'll have some ship to us. So that's how this started and my appreciation for it. I mean, I always grew up with it for Thanksgiving. My mom would make the leftover, use the leftover turkey and make gumbo. One of my uncles would make it for Christmas, but it wasn't like you fame. And I didn't have gumbo, you know, it wasn't part of you know, we're Baton Rouge, we're the big city. We're not, you know, down the bayou and things like that. But in California, I had, um, my mom would get Chris's specialty meats in Baton Rouge. They had a location in Baton Rouge and they would ship gumbo, etouffee, you name it with dry ice. And it'd be next day. The bad time is when it was like, took three days. That was a little sketchy. Maybe I shouldn't eat this one, but, but I was introducing gumbo to my, uh, the person I was working with in California and that's where this all started. And, and that continued that year and a half while I was in California, I would have that stuff shipped out all the time. And then now that I live in Texas, big news, Chris's specialty meats is now in Texas. So I can drive an hour and go and pick up just, uh, you know, vacuum sealed bags of amazing chicken and sausage gumbo, etouffee, you name it. But yeah, so when I was out of the state is when the, the love and the appreciation really, you know, sunk, sunk in. 
and uh, and that's why we have this podcast it's, to yeah, celebrate and it's, it. That's right, and it's interesting. I think that all of us count sort of the the departing from Louisiana as something that heightened the the appreciation for gumbo. So yeah, what are we going to do on this show? What should listeners expect when they tune into an episode? Big of things, Feynman. The Gumbo Show. Big things. So we have interviews. Yep. Interviews, I know you have yeah. a great interview. Yeah. Uh, then I guess we'll keep that for later. And uh, yeah. I know we have another one coming up. We're doing very shortly. Uh, yep. We're going to do list our our favorite gumbos, our favorite places to get gumbos. Um, our our gumbo pet peeves. Our gumbo pet peeves. Our personal recipes at the time. Pers- what we're yep. making right now. Um, and also we want to hear feedback. So if, if there's anything, a place we should check out, we'll, we'll do it. If there's a, a recipe we should check out, um, you know, hit us up. What are the socials there, Feynman? Oh, we got the socials, man. And we should be clear, by the way, none of us are professional foodies. None of us right. works in a restaurant. None of us, uh, like writes about food or anything like that, or is any way professionally associated with food, except that we eat it and we eat it a lot professionally and we love it. I have, so, I have right. judged a gumbo contest twice, so let's well, keep okay, that so going. So Brent is quasi-professional. Yeah. He could no longer go back to college and be a <laughs> gumbo eater in college because he's ruined his amateur status. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to talk a lot about gumbo, and we'd love to hear feedback from listeners. We, we are not the end-all, be-all on gumbo. That's one of the things we're going to talk about. Gumbo is one of those things that is done a million different ways. And so uh, hit us up on our socials. Uh, we have Instagram at Da Gumbo Show. That's D-A Gumbo Show. We have Twitter at Gumbo Show. Uh, and we have a website, which is gumboshow.us. And so hit us up any one of those ways um, and let us hear from you. And uh, we hope that this show going forward will just be a little bit of fun, a little bit of dark roux, a little bit of chicken, maybe a little bit of spice in your ear holes. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode of The Gumbo Show. And we will see you soon when we will discuss some other topic that has to do with gumbo. Bye.